be open to potential and funnel your interests to your strengths. So my strength is renovating. And so everything I do, it relates to renovating and it's created a rich life for us. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. So now I want to sort of delve a bit deeper into optimising your family home. Now we heard from PJ earlier that our family home is not an asset. So I really want to show you how to make your family home an asset. So for many Australians, their family homes make them millionaires. But unfortunately, they make decisions around that piece of real estate that are not that smart. And so many of the people that we work with, their family home is the basis of everything they do. It's the launch pad of their portfolio. It's the thing that helps them to help their kids. It's the property that helps them to really up their retirement income. Now, at that time, way back, it's actually, I won't say it's that far back, when I was 50, this was our family home. And so the first thing we did before we decided to downsize was to renovate it, okay? So that makes sense because you want to maximize what you get out of it. So we renovated it and we produced an extra $200,000 in profit. And so then we'd already bought our next project or our next home, which was in Redfern, which we paid 1.3 million, but it also had potential for income. So the ground floor of that property returns $50,000 a year. So that's a pretty good travel budget for a retiree. And so really great start to a good income when we're not working. So the other thing that we are now doing with that property is age-proofing it. I know, like, I've heard lots of people say, I never want to go into aged care, and I'm completely with you. But if you don't want to go into aged care, you really need to make sure that your home will sustain you through those years when you're not quite as agile or as you used to be when you're younger. And I'm sorry, but it happens to all of us. And so you want to really be thinking forward. So one of the things that we're doing is we're installing a lift in the home so that we've got four flights of stairs. So we're able to live out our lives as long as we can in our home. Now, talking about renovating retirement, I've given you a little worksheet. This is how we go about it. We make a list of our goals, okay? And to do that, we do a thing called design your ideal day. So really think about when you are no longer working as much as you did before or you do now, what's your ideal day look like? You know, in the morning, do you get up, do you go have coffee? You know, you might play golf. How does that day play out? And that helps to inform your needs when you're at that time when you're not working so much. So you want to set a budget to fund your ideal life. The government thinks that we should live a luxurious life on about 60,000 a year. Okay, so I can't do that and I'm pretty sure you won't be able to either. So you need to do a bit better than that. Okay, so the next step is optimize your family home. We downsize, not everyone wants to do that, but if you're rattling around in an empty nest, 
what can you do? Can you get a planning to create a separate dwelling under main roof and rent that out separately? What can you do to turn that liability into an asset? And then what we do is plan projects for each goal. So one of our goals is we want to give our, each of our kids 100000 to start their property journey. So we're doing a project on each one of those. And the other thing, what we have found that is short-term rental is a great return for someone that's a bit behind the eight ball in terms of their cash flow from their properties for passive income. And that's great, but you really want to also build up long-term income as well because like anything that's high return, it's also high risk. It's very vulnerable to government changes in legislation and so on. So making sure that you're thinking through the years ahead and not just sitting back and thinking, oh, this is great. Now, as I mentioned, downsizing is a fantastic way to really give you a boost. And these are the four steps that we take into account when we're considering downsizing our family home. The first one is obviously to renovate that home before you take it to market and present it in the best way possible. Over our 35 years of renovating, we've developed a system called the 100K renovation process. And so what that works on is a 10% profit on a bit more than a cosmetic renovation. So if you've got a $500,000 property, you look at an extra 50,000. If you've got a $2 million property, you're looking at an extra 200,000. However, if it's your, thanks Dale. <laughs> if it's your own home, it, you make a lot more because you haven't got the buying costs, the holding costs and so on because it's your family home and you've already bought it. So you will probably double that. The next thing is buy a fixer upper as a downsizer. So many people go out and buy Retail, they'll go and buy an apartment off the plan or something like that. That's all its value has been expended already. So if you go and buy a fixer-upper, you're buying a wholesale property and you can renovate it to your own design. If possible, add a studio to that property like we have and many of our community have so that you've got an extra income coming in. Important to make sure it has its own access, it, that it doesn't infringe on your life so it's completely like the house next door. And lastly, take advantage of the downsizer superannuation benefits and contribute as much as you can into your super. So this is one of our community, our Wonder Women. So they had a house, a big house on McMaster's Beach. So the husband is in his early 70s. They were complaining that they didn't have enough to live on or in retirement. And so they implemented this process. They presented their house in the best way possible, sold it for a fantastic return. It was just over $3 million. And then they set about buying another home for themselves. So they bought in an area that hasn't been doing so well, so hopefully it will pick up again. It's in North Narrabeen. So they bought a house, so undervalue, well undervalue for 1.8 million. 
and it also has a cottage or studio in the garden, so they have an income from that. And then they are able to contribute the maximum into their super as well. So they're absolutely thrilled because they've got money to renovate the home, they've got the time to renovate it, and they're living their dream. So that's an example of profitable downsizing. So stacking strategies means stacking, taking one strategy and putting another one on top of it. So many of us are into the historic Airbnb property and we've got quite a few women, got one that's got a bakehouse. This particular lady, so she set about knocking her goals over in one deal. So she has several other renovations on the go, but this is her retirement renovation. She bought this church in the Hunter Valley for 580000 And so she's been able to work with the town planner to fit three little cottages along the river and then renovate the church and the whole lot will be on short-term rental. That project will give her retirement income in one foul swoop. The whole project costs, she's quoted me 1.5 million. It's more, probably more like 1.8 million, but she pay, including the purchase price of 580 and it will deliver her around 200,000 per year in income. So as I mentioned, we love to solve problems with renovating and I wrote a little guide about how, you know, all the different problems that you can solve with renovating. And so this is a collection of 18 stories of various people who have been creative in solving problems with renovating. It also includes how to pay off your mortgage using renovating. So if you'd like a copy of it, just download it and there it is. Okay. Solution for funding challenges. So some people don't have a family home. They don't have a home and have no way of achieving that. So I want to share some strategies that we've adopted with our kids to get them going. Bernard Salt, Australian demographer, famously said that the reason young people can't get into a home is because they spend too much money on Avo Snatch breakfasts. And we think we're sort of closer to the other end, but we like Avo Smash as well. So we figured out a way that we could work together and have a win-win. And so now that we're getting to the other side of our life, we're also looking at the reverse Avo Smash. So, yeah. So basically what we said to our kids is when you've got a decent job, we'll do a project together. You get the loan, we put in the cash, we do the project and we share the profit. You get the first 100,000 because as you know, when you've got four, they've all got to get the same and then we'll take anything that's left over. So the first one we did with our daughter, Hannah, she got a loan for 700,000. We put in 360,000 from our line of credit. We bought a two bedroom, two bathroom unit in Redfern we renovated it and we sold it for $1.28 million. That made $155,000 profit. So Hannah took the hundred, we took the 55. And so then we moved on to the next one, which was David. It says here a flip, but we actually bought it as a PPOR. So we put in 300, he put in 800,000. And because he's an architect, he did a lot more work, which was great. But during that project, 
We had the was it 2019 Royal Commission into banking and the bottom absolutely dropped out of property in Sydney like overnight. At the time, we had three projects on the go and of which this was one of them. Had we insisted on selling them, we probably would have lost three or four hundred thousand. But one thing when you are renovating for profit, you must be willing to hold the property if the market changes. Because if your numbers are sound, then the market will come back. Like we've been doing this, the first time we had this happen, we made the wrong decision and we sold. We didn't actually lose money, but we worked for a year for nothing. And so since then, our mantra has always been, if the market changes, we hold. And so we did that with this one in Bondi and another one that we had at the time. And thankfully, the market came back and we made 100000 And so he was on his way. So the benefits of the Avo Smash strategy are not just about the money. The money is great. But what it does is it generates interest in property and your kids. It really changes the way the family operates. It fosters the entrepreneurial spirit. So if your kids, particularly ours, were sort of a bit of a wage earner mentality and we wanted them to think about problems in a different way. Ooh, okay. Working together enriches your relationship and it gives the whole family a focus. So there are lots of benefits. I'll just quickly skip through this because I don't have a lot of time. This is the third one we're on at the moment. So we're doing a renovating a house and selling it and we're building a duplex on the back of the block. So this one's in Echuca. I too like small development, but I like one into three. I think it's the sweet spot. And so that's what this is. So we've bought that together. So they're the numbers. So the end game is 430 equity. We'll each own a villa. Um, which will be about 30%, we'll have 30% equity in it and none of our own money in it. So great strategy, really good outcome. And the last thing is having fun with friends making money. We did, we trialed this process last year and we got everyone to put some cash in. We bought a house and renovated it together and sold it and made $106,000 profit in uh, about a six month project. Now, uh, that was really a learning experience, but it was a lot of fun. And it really demonstrates what you can do if you start thinking outside the square. We've got a second one coming up this year, but we've decided to really up the profit potential. So we're going for a whole block of units. And lastly, so just recently, I mentioned we have three businesses and I live and breathe renovating. Just last week, my marketing bestie, James and I went for a very left field project and we bought a digital property to renovate. So this is a website. It's in the home improvement niche. At the moment, it has 158 articles on it, mostly about bathrooms, but in particular, toilets. Okay. So we have paid a hundred hundred thousand US dollars for a website that talks about toilets. But the great thing is <laughs> that it's got currently has income of just shy of three thousand US dollars a month. And our goal is to build that exponentially. So I guess the moral to my story is to be open to potential and to 
funnel your interest to the, to your strengths. So my strength is renovating. And so everything I do, it relates to renovating and it's created a rich and yeah, a rich life for us. So thank you. <laughs> so if anyone wants to talk about renovating their retirement and wants to have a conversation, our team have opened up, I think 10 spots in my calendar. So if you'd like to book in a call, I would really love to talk to you and give you some help along the way. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.